This is Wrestling for the Faith. Wrestling for the Faith. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Wrestling for the Faith. This is Casey. And this is Brandon, a.k.a. The Coach. And we are sitting here at the table with our wives once again. Jonna and Denna are here, and they are on the other side of the table with their laptops out. They are trying to talk us into going on a cruise, and uh, they're trying to pull up all these pretty pictures that they keep talking about. Uh, But... Uh, we've not seen them yet, so I I think they're you trying. Don't pay attention. I think they're trying to uh, they're trying to pull us into something, Coach. Something I think something's going down. They're not telling us the whole story here. So they're they've got some sneakiness going. on. I think on. they want to get us off somewhere on a cruise, and I don't know what chunk us in for Jaws. To well, take y'all on. making it sound pretty appeasing at this moment. Oh, we need to up uh, the life insurance. <laughs> You, you, you done went and you she done, done did that. See, she done told on herself. She's already up the off insurance. She didn't know about it. I love you, honey. I don't feel safe. <laughs> Y'all pray for us. We need it. Mm-hmm. Well, I have to say, Coach has already watched videos with me of the ship and of the ports in Nassau. Not because I wanted to, okay? She but pulls, it looked nice, didn't it? She not? pulls the stuff up, and I'm trying to go to sleep, and it's 11 o'clock at night. I didn't make you watch it. Yeah, you're, the TV's on. Yeah. You, you were forced. I'm like, didn't. This is why you can't get up in the mornings, because you don't go to sleep. You were force-fed into into watching all of this cruise She's stuff. like, honey, honey, look at this. I'm, I'm trying to go to sleep. i got to work in the Well, morning. I have a good idea. Me and you and the kids will go, and we'll just leave them at home. Casey is not going to want Talk about a vacation. Oh, if you want that to go down, we can let that go down. We can leave the kids with y'all. I mean, her. I don't. I don't. We no. If we're getting a vacation, we're getting a vacation. (laughs) My kids take care of themselves. I ain't worried about it. They don't even care about me no more. Hey, quit, quit typing. You're making a lot of noise. They're going with all that noise is in the background. You turn this on the computer. Yeah. Hey, we're we're recording a podcast, so y'all better pay attention. Get out. Hey, your phones. by the way, so we'll we'll do the uh, kickball thing real quick. We'll listen to Tanya and them. I'm so glad we're going to have her on our team. Me she too. is doing a rule book. She's going to be the scorekeeper, and she is baby going to Stroop know. Was on there. Oh, yeah. yes, baby so, Stroop. So yeah, baby Stroop. Your back. I'm just telling you. Yeah, oh, baby, baby Stroop. He did. No, he moment. he talked about the points that were shaving off no, 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 but for our team. He was telling the truth. He did tell the truth that points were shaving off of our team, and we still come back and whoop y'all by three points. Whatever. Even though, but no, having having Tanya uh, being a scorekeeper, I do not believe that that is the wisest idea because uh-uh. you always know their mama's going to be taken up for their babies. I agree. So, I agree. I just well, I don't think well, that's a wise decision. Well, on your team, so she can listen to you cry, baby, about the whole score and all this other stuff. A neutral, so, unbiased scorekeeper that has no affiliation with any of us or anybody else. They're there for one reason, and that's to keep the score. That's right. And we need an official referee who knows all the rules of kickball. He's there for one. Or she is there for one reason, and that's to officiate the game. No affiliation with anybody. So these people have to be 
first of all, officially up to the rules and the scorekeeping, they need to know all this stuff, okay? So we're not going to be cheated from this guy. This guy? Now, he's not going to be cheated by that guy. <laughs> Sorry to say that, but... Or that girl. Or that, or girl, that girl. Or that wife. Or that wife, yes. So... Listen, you just be ready. We are now accepting applications for these two positions. Wow. The Lord will bless you. I just have no words. <laughs> uh, y'all giving me a migraine? Yeah. Listen, we are soiling the new name of this kickball contest. Oh, yes. <laughs> Sad. This is this is because we'll have to give that. If we change the name for that, we'll have to give that story. Just, yeah. Just a little information of why. If we decide to do that. I mean, yeah. I think it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Because, uh, this has become a legend already. And it just happened at the beginning of the last month. Yeah. And uh, now it's being constantly talked about between us and the After Amen podcast. Uh, constantly cried about by the nightmare Connor Stroop. Listen, and I'm all of y'all. Mm-hmm. Come on, I'm hearing way more whining over here than I was on the after eight men. So anyway, I got you, Connor. I got you. So why is Jonna off in there digging? Hey, we're trying to record a podcast here. Well, get on the bus and get out from under it. We are trying because we're trying to hook us up with the cruise. Yeah. Well, Children. I'm I, telling you, y'all going to get left at the house. I, I've not even decided if this is daddy Listen, approved yet. Y'all just started getting play and we wasn't prepared. So. Yeah, I didn't know it was really good. spirit led. Moment. We just yeah. go with it. I don't know how spirit led this is right now, but okay. I feel spirit. Yeah. Y'all, y'all, I don't know what kind of spirit. They they got some kind they got they got some kind of spirit over there on their side of the table that don't feel too good but yeah I feel pretty good I feel good too yeah. <sighs> well what do you think boss well I think this is probably the most unique opening of the podcast <laughs> that we've ever had. I will say though um, it has been a joy to uh, be with you guys but I will say I, I do kind of miss Chad. Yeah. 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 I miss his input and all his funny stories and just the love for Christ he has. I do too. Yeah, definitely. Shout out to Chad. Yeah. He'll be back soon. He'll be back soon. But, uh, so, what's on your hearts today? We got some more marriage topics. We want to discuss some marriage. Hey, this is calling it in the ring here. Hey, what are y'all sneaking over there? Are you sneaking with some phone we secrets? A, we got a password. I think they're still trying to figure out how to get on the uh, Wi-Fi there. Well, see, they're never going to feel the spirit if if they don't get out of the laptop. And see, that's the problem with so many today. They're so focused on their phones and their computers and their devices that they can't get out of of those little screen worlds to uh, to actually spend time with the Lord. 
That's right. So that's a great topic for us to talk about, especially with the girls sitting on the other side of the table with their noses buried I'm in laptops. I'm listening to everything you're saying. <laughs> I'm trying to tell it with Kenan's keyboard, it does, like, if you do an A, it does it, like, three times for some reason. Well, we waited and waited and waited over there before we ever pushed record on the podcast, and y'all never could pull us up anything to show us about this cruise, so we just went ahead and pushed, pushed record, so... That's where we're at. Y'all are still having problems with the computer, so maybe that's the Lord saying. Maybe the cruise maybe. is just not the deal this year. Maybe it's just not meant to be this year or yeah. next year, whichever. I know y'all don't want to hear that. I know that that just, just crushes, your, crushes everything, but maybe that's just the deal. Maybe we're not supposed to be going on a cruise. <laughs> I love you so much. What's on your heart for the podcast? Well, you give me a hard time. I'm looking at your your face, and I love the fluster that I see <laughs> in it. Because I've always told you, you just you're just so cute. Whenever you get angry, that's why you like to fluster me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not really around us and you don't know us, I'm I'm pretty sure people probably think we hate each other. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure y'all thought that when you first started hanging out with I can family. assure you they don't hate each other. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can assure you of that, too. We love to pick at each other. Been around them long enough, I can promise you. Yes, picking and... Um, they don't hate each other. Competition, mm-hmm. all that. Oh, you know we're very competitive. Yes, that's so, the word I was looking for. Yeah. Dennis just over here with such a distraught look on her face. Can't She's at a loss for words at this moment. I'm just, not at a loss for words. I'm just listening. I'm being a good listener at the she, moment. She, that's very rare for me. <laughs> so I'm going to be a good listener for She's thinking moment. like, I know what she's thinking. I can't believe they're actually doing a podcast right now. We're trying to look this up. They actually yeah. pushed record. <laughs> that's the look on her face. I don't, right? It really is. I'm like, what are y'all doing? Well, so... So we were thinking, we've been together 20 years, been married 18. Oh, Oh my God. I redeemed myself for last week. Ask boss man over there. He was trying to make us married more than before. See, I was. Earlier. I I I feel like I've been with her forever. There you go. Feels like I know it's, I mean, I was saying 13. She said 12. Uh, Whatever. What's, I mean, it's the same difference. He could have shortened it, I guess. Oh, yeah. That might have made you feel a little worse if it said 11 years. What? We've well, been together guess, 12 years. Well, I you know, we dated in high school, and then we seen each other through the years, and I think just knowing each other for so long, it just... It just all runs together. Yeah. I feel like I've been with you forever, so... Yeah, I I feel like that was me and Brandon, too. I kind of have to count it up sometimes. So yeah, so, yeah, that's why, I mean, I don't think there's any shame in that. No. Uh, yeah, I don't either. I just... We just aggravate each other about it, so. But, you know, that's what you're always talking about, picking at each other and having fun and stuff. You've got to do that kind of stuff to keep your marriage. It could be fuddy duddies. Yeah. you yeah. got to keep it interesting. Yeah, I don't like fuddy duddies. People just. You like nutty buddies, though. Yeah. That's a different, <laughs> that's a different story. His his blood top is little Debbie and <laughs> Dot Mountain. Hey, now we're recording here. What are you doing? <laughs> hey. I'll tell these people that stuff. You said nah, we were going okay. on the fly. We are going on the fly. Well, you know, we could talk about um, how important finances are since we're talking about a cruise. Oh, that's a, good that's a very good. So Ooh, that's 
So yeah. you want to... Uh, so, do you want groceries next week, or do you want a cruise? <laughs> hey, that's Lisa. my saying. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but I'm, I'm with a coach. I can eat bologna sandwiches all day long. If I'm going to sacrifice my family having a wonderful vacation... Peanut I, butter sandwiches, I can eat. Lisa, is have, it really about your family, or is it about you? It, no, it's about us. It's about all of us. How many vacations have we had, and how many times have we had wonderful times and memories? And memories. But, yeah. is it, but is it really about what you want to do? Because every time you've mentioned a cruise, I've blown it off. Well, you blew it off. This is as close as, we, as you, we've ever been. Well, because you were like, we can't be in the middle of the ocean and have the kids on in Tennessee. We can't get there close enough. Now we're taking the kids. So, no, you have no excuse. Yeah, but I really didn't want to take them. Well, yeah, but the kids are super pumped. Yep. Well, and they're all going to have, they're going to be in separate rooms. The girls are all going to be in a room. Riley and Cannon's going to be in a room. We each have our own rooms. See, what you're doing is you're you're taking a family, and then maybe next time just be y'all two. Well, she just or us she, four, you know, did. Just, you see what she just said? She she looked at me and said, "We're going to be in our own room." So she's trying to see see how women are. The deal see how that. women see? are. They they try to sweeten <laughs> everything up when they really want something. So they so here's the thing. What are some more marriage topics y'all want to talk about this week? Yeah, let's, no, let's talk about finances. I thought that's what you wanted to talk about. Finances is a good one. You know, that's probably one of the biggest things I think uh, people argue about. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we used to argue because I felt like I didn't know much about tithing, and I figured if we were going to sacrifice a bill, we should do our bills before we tithe. And that was a big argument years ago that's a very good point uh, that's a yeah that's a very good point because that's something that you know for me i always felt led and was always taught you know you give to god right off the top and she didn't she didn't quite understand that in the beginning and it was so hard for her to why in the world you know if, if there's this 50 or 75 or whatever it was from my check why am i taking it and and you know giving it to the church instead of using it to put over here so that we can go ahead and pay on this one bill and so you know the bible talks about giving your first fruits to god and so that's a one thing that once we did get in the swing of being able to give right off the top, uh, we noticed a complete different shift. And I mean, that's been years and years ago now. And there's been a complete different shift in our finances. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and not necessarily just our finances. It's not just been the finances. It's not like, oh, God's blessed us with millions and millions in the bank or anything. It's just that our financial peace mm. yeah, is there. You know, we have such a, a a better peace no matter what is coming at us. Uh, and that's just something that it's the peace that surpasses all understanding. God has put it in our hearts, and we have that peace and that understanding that he's going to take care of us no matter what. Right. Yep. 
Dina's still staring at her phone. <laughs> Dina is she listening, is. and I'm signing into my Carnival account first. Carnival account. Yeah. You know, well, even since you've stepped out in ministry, full-time ministry, and you're not working, you know, used to, I used to be really stressed about stuff like that. Um, I just felt like everything was on me. And now I've just came to a peace this time mm-hmm. where I put God in control. And if we pay our tithes, everything else will fall into place. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. But I don't think he's going to leave us stranded for anything we don't Mm-mm. need. You know That's what I mean? Right. That's exactly right. So, and that is a, a huge, huge thing. And that was where, you know, where we were before. Uh, when I first got the promise from the Lord, and, you know, we use the term full-time ministry, but if you're a born-again believer, you're in full-time ministry. Everything about your life is is ministry. Yes. It should be. Yeah. Everything should be worship, and everything should be ministry. You know, your life should be ministering to people around you. But whenever I first felt the Lord tell me, hey, you need to step out and... <clears throat> quit a good paying regular day job to follow me um you know that was like 2015 it was seven years ago it was yeah so there was there was that time that i mean and when i heard that i went immediately and did it and jonna was not where she is now spiritually and so there was so much stress between us. There was so much tension between us because she felt like she was having to pull all the load. She didn't uh, fully have her trust in the Lord for finances in in that area. And so she was so stressed out thinking that she's having to pay all the bills and all this and that and the other and you know it was just on her and her job and and so she was she was really stressed out and then you know what ended up happening is i just went back uh you know after a few months i just went back to work and just kind of gave up on the the dream that the lord had put in my heart and then you know this time after coming back from man camp and the lord giving me six confirmations while I was at man camp. And then when I got home, you know, after that last one, I I think I've told the story, but after the last one, I said, okay, well, Lord, you're going to have to tell my wife. Right. And I I got home and I said, um, I said, okay, has the Lord revealed anything to you while I was gone? And, and she started telling me a few things. And then, you know, she mentioned, uh, that I wasn't going to be, well, actually, I grabbed my phone and I told you not to yell at me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I had actually talked to your mom the night before, and I told her I said I, I don't know if she said something about where you was working, and I said, well, he's not going to be there that much longer. I know that. I don't know what God's plan is, but I know he's not going to be there. And I grabbed the phone and I text her and I said, "What did I tell you last night?" Yeah. And she wrote it back, and I just let you read it. Yeah. So the Lord had already shown her, you know, where I was going. And this, that was a major difference from from the first time seven years ago. She was not um, as in tune 
with the spirit and she was still trying to do a lot of things in the natural. Uh, and so when it came time, this time the Lord, she was where she needed to be to hear from the Lord and to be on the same page. And this has been a completely different experience. And the amazing thing is, since that moment, our our relationship, I can say since the beginning of May till now, our relationship has grown by leaps and bounds. Being spiritually lined up, on the same path, on the same... Uh, I don't like using the word as level. We talked about that last week. There's technically no levels. But, but I think that's being, a good illustration for people because I don't think sometimes they get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe yeah. on the same page. Right. Yeah, maybe page, yeah. Yeah. But but we're headed in the same direction, and, and we've both got peace. We've both got peace about what's, what's going on and, and where we're at. And the beautiful thing is... Uh, the Lord has provided ever since he told me to step out and I, I did we have not had a, a month where there's been any stress over one single bill So, but, but we've also been more aware of our spending too well, well like when the kids started school you know used to I would Maybe go overboard with things, and I'm like, no, you don't need it. Maybe. You're not getting it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Um, right. You know, is it a need or is it an accessory? You know, stuff like that. Yeah. So the Lord will provide, and that's, I mean, that is a, a big lesson in, in giving and trusting God first instead of giving Him your leftovers. Yeah, he is our provider. And I mean, I still talk to people who have been married for years. And listen, when you get married, you become one. Mm-hmm. It's not your money and my money. Right. What's yours is yours. What's mine is mine. It's what's once we're once you're married, you become one. Right. And so still to this day, I've talked to people who have been married years like, well, that's her money. I said, no, it's you become one. Yeah. And once you become one, and you sur- you give everything you got to the Lord, they just talk about the peace that comes over. Will it be financial? Whatever the case, and the closer we get to the Lord, I mean, the more peaceful it gets. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because man, this it just blows my mind. So many people just don't get that. It's like, well, that's my money. That's your money. No, it's our money. We're both. That makes me crazy too. Yeah, it drives me drives that. me nuts. It's like, what is a good thing for couples that? And I agree 100 percent with this. Mm-hmm. But what is a good compromise when somebody overspends and does not have control of the money? How do they, how do they need to address that? Yeah, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I think for us, so if we then are in a place like. Okay, I'm getting this. We let each other know. Okay, first of all, do we need this? And most of the time, it's things that we do need. We, y'all know this for we don't just buy stuff that we don't need, mm-hmm. right? So it's coming to an agreement with each other because you're one. Yes. First of all, it's our money. And I think Ramsey says, "Tell your money where they go." You know, That's right. so your money telling you where to go or whatever, yeah. however he puts it, but. So whatever we, well, it's just a simple thing. Say, I 
I purchased this off Amazon, you know, for X amount, you know, $10. Just let you know, $10 coming out. And so her and I text each other and we make sure this is us spending because we've had yeah. times on our account where yeah. Amazon, everybody's been there. Well, who charged $30? That's not us. That's, right. So we check it every day. It's not to keep an eye on each other. It's not to, you know, we joke around a lot, you know, about nutrition drinks. Oh. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Oh. Well, I'm just using that example. That's one thing, you know, we joke about it. Yeah. Uh -huh. That's always on the bus. Again. No. It, Always. <laughs> but, but I will. It's letting us, it's letting well, hey, this is what I'm getting this yeah. week. And I spent, you know, X amount of money on whatever. We yeah. need this. The kids need this. Right. But, you know, I spent $15 yeah. here. Or Instead of just uh, going out and just, you know. Yeah, like you'll say, hey, I've got to order me a pair of shoes. Or, yeah. you know, we just and it's just common courtesy to let each other know that that money is coming yes. out of the bank account. And, um, and we have, because I do have a small business, we have a couple extra, we have a couple bank accounts that we have to keep track of. And so um, he... Brendan is very, very good at checking those things to make sure that nobody other than us is using them because there's so many people that are getting hacked into mm -hmm. right now. I'm not as good as checking it at checking those accounts every day as he is. I will admit to that, but um, I'm glad he does that. And I don't get offend, offended when he does it either. Back in the day, and we won't go there. <sighs> It was a little rough, but it's not like that anymore. It's different. You know, back in the day, I've shared, probably not on here, but man, I used to worry about everything. I work, work, work. So that's how I thought. I mean, that's what I thought I was supposed to be in that mindset. I'm providing, I'm providing. So, man, it's like every little penny was, what you spend this? Why, why are you buying shampoo? Yeah. <laughs> I ain't even got no hair. Why are you buying? She's like, where the girls got? And, yo, but seriously, that's how bad it was. And I didn't realize. Yeah. It was, it was rough. I mean, and the girls even. So if they she spent ten dollars. She'd. Oh man, I had to buy you know soap and whatnot. And I was like, had to buy toilet paper. Toilet paper. Why'd you buy toilet paper? We got leaves out on that tree. <laughs> it wasn't that bad, thank goodness. But we would. We and the girls would. Yes. You know, run to the dollar store to get like body wash and you know and and shampoo and with girl all the girls we always had longer and my hair's thick. Tiffany's hair's thick. Felicity's was always long, and so we go through shampoo a lot. And we had two bathrooms at the time, and so I had to make sure both bathrooms had shampoo in them and toothpaste. And um, but we would come home, and he'd be like, "What'd you buy?" And I'd give him a list of what we bought. Well, why'd you buy that much shampoo for? I'm like, "You got a house full of girls. Why are we buying a gallon bottle of shampoo? We don't even. <laughs> 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 we, you know, it's just I didn't realize how how really silly it got, uh, but." That was one thing the Lord really showed me. I used to worry about everything. Just not the money. It's just about everything. Mm -hmm. And, man, that's that's not a good place to be, especially married. And no. It was. But I do want to, one thing. I, did, the, I only mentioned nutrition drinks because I also like Dunkin' Donuts. I like the iced coffees, coffees, the donuts, whatever. Or the fruit coffee. Or the uh, fruit fruit coffee, as the boss man calls it. I'm on the train with you. So we have to, you know, what? Sometimes it gets a little crazy. Hey, I already had two coffees this week or whatever, you know. So I, I had it's a, just things like that. It's <clears> like, <throat> duh, I can make coffee at home, do I really? But, man, it's just not the same, you know. Mm -hmm. so. I had a first last week. So I, I left the gym, and right. I was out of protein at the house. And so I 
knew that I was heading toward the nutrition joint. Oh. What? And, and I called her and I said, yeah. And I almost just stopped by there and got what I needed. And But I, she does it all on the app, and I, I didn't feel like sitting and waiting, so I just wanted to walk in, grab the stuff, and leave. So I, I called, and I said, hey, have you had one of your $50 nutrition drinks this week? And, and she she laughed, and she said no. And I said, well, uh, I said, I'm I'm passing by there. I said, if you want me to, I'll bring you one. I said, but order me uh, a protein shake and make sure it's got at least 50 grams protein in it. And so that's what I stopped in there for that reason. Uh, And so, but yeah, we aggravate them all the time about their nutrition. You almost passed out when he called and told you that he was going to get a drink. I was like, are you serious? That's great. Yes, I really did want one today. So, like, because every Thursday we get them delivered mm-hmm. to my work. And I piggyback on those deliveries. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'll tell on me and the boss man here, because we like this. Uh, don't yeah. go there, coach. Yeah. Don't oh, go there, coach. What's yes. the I can't. I mean, we, we threw them. So we, got, we like this Labachi place. And this, I mean, this is. Well, if we're out. We've hey, you eat excuse. lunch today? I don't know. Do you eat lunch? Hey, you hungry? Yeah, I'm hungry. I can eat. Where we, do you want to go? We know where we're going to go, Coach. We've got an excuse. Now, so what happens is we go to the gym and we clang and bang. This is and, true. And, I mean, you know, and so we've got to go to a place where we can carb up. It's not and, and, and where No, no. And where we can we can get plenty of protein. So we go out there and, and stack our plates with all this chicken. It's worth the money. Where are you going? Just saying. How about you? See, this is the new. This is the new. You just tell well, yourself I didn't even well, know, know that. No. It's like, okay, sometimes I have cash, so it's like she won't see the bank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> coach is smart. They don't call me the like, coach for I nothing. Guess. I need to start checking the bank account now, but he's going and doing uh, it. She, I, you know, I wouldn't care. Yeah, she does. <laughs> but That's she, funny, but I am jealous because I work from home, so you could bring me some chicken. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you got nutrition drinks. We got. You don't need that chicken. much protein. You we you this hadn't just true. finished working out. So we we're we're out there. That's all I'm allowed to eat is protein. We're Absolutely. we're out there clanging and banging and getting now, getting all hot and hard bodied for our our hot wives. Yeah. You know, yeah. So we need that protein. Last week. <laughs> no, we didn't go last week. No. no. I didn't go. Last Did you go last week without me? I don't know. Uh oh. I, 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 I worked on. He went with Kaylee. Yeah. <gasps> oh, see, week. I had to. Yeah. But, I had, okay. Kaylee forced me. Two weeks ago, we were supposed to go get the camper. But you well, we forgot did. all the tools. I fired one. Okay. Uh, forgot that, one. People don't want to hear about all that on the podcast. <laughs> Let's jump on to another. So, anyway, Next subject. Back to your question so, is: Once you become married, you become one. So we just. Financial stress is probably one of the biggest things, I think, especially young married couples. Listen, oh, yeah. Even people has been married for years. I still know them. It's your, her money is her money, my money. It's and just, it, it that's not at all the way no, I know people. It's not biblical. No, at all. it's not. There, there should not be two separate, oh, this is my money and this is her money. I know that there are plenty of people who do that. But you look at those people who have my money and her money, and most of the time, they're the ones who say, well, he does his thing and I do my thing too. That's mm-hmm. right, yeah. 
And that's, you know, I, I was thinking about that earlier today, and I'm like, you know, I mean, me and Jonna, of course, if, if she wants to go get her nails done or, you know, I, I've mm-hmm. got a show or I've got this, you know, we we have time that's apart. A, that's a really good point. Yeah. But it's not, it's not like, it's not like we are constantly going in separate right. directions. Most everything that we're doing, we're doing together. Mm-hmm. Yeah we're one we want to be together it's not you know you used to when you first uh when you was in school you had a girlfriend or maybe when you first got married it's like oh you whipped you you can't do anything oh yeah you know i don't even i don't even want to right you know i'm I am one with my wife. I enjoy yeah. being with my wife. I want to be around my wife. I want her, you know, a lot of times she won't go to shows with me uh, just because she hates riding and hates sitting there and, yeah. and all that other stuff. But she don't she do not do too much of that anymore. But I want her going, if I'm going to churches to preach or whatever, I want her going with me. I want her right there by my side. I think that shows what a godly wife's supposed to do, too. Yeah. Correct. I mean, now, it'd be different maybe if you were going eight hours away and the kids at school tomorrow or whatever. But other than that, I think your family needs to be with you no matter where you're preaching at. Especially if you're serving God and doing ministry. Yeah. Well, and I mean, like we've talked about, we've all four had this discussion. When God calls one... Mm-hmm. Whether it's the husband or the wife, when he calls one, he calls the whole family. It's mm-hmm. not just the, and especially it's both spouses. Mm-hmm. You know, he don't just call, you know, and, and it don't necessarily mean like, I think we might have used the example last week or, or we've talked about it. But I mean, just because I preach behind a pulpit don't necessarily mean that that's what Jonah's calling is. But she is... She is, and she is coming into her calling mm-hmm. of being the strong, powerful woman of God that she was called to be. And and being who she's called to be, she has no idea how much it strengthens me. Right. Because when God calls one, he calls both. Mm-hmm. You both have, uh, you both have a, a place in that calling. So it's very, very important uh, to be on the same page. Well, you know, I accepted my calling a long time before Brandon did. Yeah, I'm glad you he, brought that up. I was supposed to mention that. He was very supportive. I mean, 99% of the time, like John said, unless the kids were in school, if we were singing somewhere, he was with me. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been very few times. One time we were about four hours away and then I had to leave at like 4 a.m. My dad drove me because I can't see it in the dark. That's a whole nother podcast, but, <laughs> but my dad drove me and, um, I, that's about the only time I can remember. Even when I went to Kentucky, he would mm-hmm. go, my family lives in Kentucky. So we would visit and, but always very supportive. Um, no matter where we went, there was about two years. I was gone a lot, yeah, a lot, and a lot of times it was, you know, I didn't get back till late Sunday nights, and he would, the kids would, you know, he would stay home with the kids, but even though he wasn't with me, I knew he was praying for me, and I felt felt that. I also felt safe because I knew where my kids were, and that they were being taken care of. They weren't with a babysitter when they were younger, um, so that that's a big help in itself. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
And yeah. and just to touch on what you're talking about as far as family going, and um, I feel like we all feel this way. Like if like Casey, if you're preaching somewhere, me and Brandon want to be there to support you. Right. And yeah. I feel like vice versa. Right. Yeah, yeah, we always try to support it because we are family. We yeah. have God has made us into family. We may not be blood, but we are grafted into each other's right life. Yeah, it's a very good point. What's something else? That, oh, go ahead. That's a great question, John. Yeah, what, what's something else that, that married couples fight over? Kids. Mm. Especially if, um, I know, like in our situation, when we got married, um, I inherited my two beautiful daughters. But being a quote-unquote stepmom, which we don't use that term in our house, it's bonus mom or just mom, but... Um, Sometimes it's hard for the step parent to really know where they fit in. And I think, I know he and I butted heads quite a bit. Yeah. Because I didn't really know, do I step in and play that? Not really play that mom role, but do I do, do I be mom? Do I take that, take that role? Yeah. Is there a, is, because there's a difference in being a quote unquote stepmom and a mom. Um, but we have full time custody of our girls. So they were with us, and I felt led, and I, you know, I made mistakes just like everybody else does. Um, but there were times we would butt heads. I'm like, you know, I can't be mom one minute and stepmom the other. I felt like I was being pulled in two different directions. Mm-hmm. Um, and even as the kids got older, I would say, listen, you can't want me to be your mom this minute and then your stepmom the next minute. Right. You know, I have to be one person to you. I can't be two people. Um, and until you're in that situation, it's really hard to understand what that what that's like. And so it, it is hard. And we did have some discussions. I don't know if we really call it arguments yeah. or fights, but there we were did, some yeah. there were some discussions where there was frustration because I just really didn't know what role I was supposed to play all the time because, you know, sometimes they needed a mom and sometimes they wanted me to be their buddy, you know, their yeah. stepmom, part-time mom or whatever you want right. to call it. Um, but I have to say I have an amazing relationship with my girls. Um, and they are my girls, and I love them with everything in me. My family um, accepted them no different than if I had given birth to them. I tell them all the time I may not have grown them in my body, but God grew them in my heart. So mm-hmm. they they are my girls. Yeah. Yeah, parents, a lot of times they have a, the with the step-parent thing, they have a hard time figuring out where uh, we've had instances in the past where you know this part of the family treats this kid differently mm-hmm. than they do this kid yeah. and things of that nature and those things shouldn't be yeah you know i mean they're they're all our kids so um discipline is a big thing oh, that yeah. parents have a struggle with Mm-hmm. You know, being on the same discipline, and that's one thing when I'm when I'm doing marriage counseling with anybody that's, you know, wanting to get married. That's those are some of the well, I mean, exactly what we're talking about here. We we've talked about finances, we're talking about kids, and then sex is the next main topic that I usually talk about mm-hmm. in that. But so, like with discipline, you've got to make sure that you're on the same page. Yeah. As hey how are we going to discipline our kids? Mm -hmm. You know, what is, because 
some parents, you know, some people these days, you know, they're, they're, well, we're, you know, I'm a stand in the corner parent or I'm a time out parent or I'm a ground you from the PlayStation parent or I'm a no, no parent. Well, I'm a, I'm a spanking parent. I'm a grounded for a month parent. Mm -hmm. I'm a, you know, so you've got different. So you've got to make sure that even if you don't have kids going into the marriage, mm-hmm. you've got to make sure that once you do have kids, y'all are going to be compatible in that area. You've got to know that you're going to be able to discipline and be on the same page with it. Yeah. Well, and you also, too, after you have kids, okay, I'm not against spanking at all. I'm against beating your kid. Right. Yeah. But if your child needs a spanking, but here's the thing. You have to be able to adjust your disciplinary style based on that child because spanking some kids. I had a cousin. They would wear him out constantly. It did nothing. Mm-hmm. That would be our son, Cannon. Yeah. <laughs> and if, but if you grounded him and took something away from him, it was the end of the world and he learned his lesson. And then vice versa. I know people that have kids that if they don't spank, that it, nothing happens. Nothing right. changes. The grounding doesn't work. They don't care. They'll go lay in their bed and sleep extra. And then as kids get to be teenagers, it's a whole different ballgame with discipline. Lord, that's a whole different... Because <laughs> you, you just don't know what to do. I think with Cannon, I think what really gets him is having the right Bible verses. Yeah. Mm. I mean, we've spanked him. We've grounded him from everything in, underneath the sun. But then we bring out the Bible and... He gets it. Mm-hmm. He reads it. He, you know, because we make him say it while he's writing it. Mm-hmm. And so what? What she's talking about is there's been times where like he's gotten angry and just you know threw a fit. We're like, yeah, you know, you're not going to do this. And so I'll pull out, I'll pull out a verse on on anger, outbursts sort of, of anger, anger or yeah. something like that, and say, All right, write this fifty times. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, I mean, I don't. I used to hate that when I was a kid in school. Yeah. I'd take me out in the hallway and <laughs> paddle me. Yeah. Do not make me write sentences. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, that's the way he is. I mean, you know, after about five sentences, your hand's cramping up mm-hmm. and you're miserable. So, yeah, that's something that we've found that has worked for him. Plus, he's getting the word mm-hmm. in him as he's, right. as he's yeah. writing it. And those are things that's going to he's always going to remember. I, we have family members that the sentence thing works on their kids. I've heard that, too. Yeah. I don't think we ever had to do that. with. The, I, there were some, like, we had to discipline our kids, but I'll be honest. I'm very thankful, and even with a blended family, there were only very few times that it was really rough with our kids. They have been pretty respectful, you know, and, you know, Riley's, He's the only one that's still technically a kid. He's 17. He's a grown man. But um, now, really, all it takes is a look. I can give him a look, and he chills out. Like, for instance, last year on the football field, I am that mom that um, you're going to act like you have some class and um, some Jesus in you and some common sense. Whether you want the football field, in the wrestling ring, you ain't going to act a fool. And he kind of, he got mad because he messed up a play, and he started to walk off the field, and he took his helmet off and was about to sling it. And when he did, he looked up in the stands and saw my face. 
and he stopped real quick and he told me <laughs> after the game he said I was really mad and I was about to sling my helmet he said and I looked up there mom and he was giving me that look <laughs> he said he said and I thought oh I probably shouldn't do that I said you're right because I'd have come down on the field during the middle of the game and tore you up in front of everybody I don't care if he is six one two hundred and thirty pounds flip-flopping all flip-flopping all yeah and that's that's something too a lot of kids when they are raised in Christian homes, they are taught respect. Mm-hmm. Now, some of them, and you can't, you can't stop them. Some of them, they, they get to a point where they stray off and they go the other way, but they still know and understand that respect and that fear of God. Mm-hmm. You know, and so <clears throat> that's a big difference. It, like y'all, y'all talking about not having many instances where anything's got bad. We're in, we're on the same boat. I yeah. mean, compared to other yes, stories that yeah, we've heard, yes, we have not had any problems with our kids compared to what we've heard from other parents. But it also goes back to how you're raising them, mm-hmm. and you know, you're raising them with a respect number one for God, and then a respect for godly authority, Mm -hmm. you know. And so if you're raising them in that way, you know, most of the time, um, even if they do get mad and want to pitch a fit, they're going to feel that. And and most of the time, most of them is born again by that point. It's that the Holy Spirit speaking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hey, don't sling your helmet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, or, hey, look up, look up at you your mom. You better pay mama. attention. <laughs> so that's the Holy Spirit saying, but look at your mama. And he looks up there and he sees that look. But we we have been very blessed in that area compared to other people. Yeah. Yeah. You you see around in the in the world in general and hear stories of other kids. We've been very blessed in that area. Mm-hmm. I think we can all. He said it. We can all say that. And. uh we're doing youth. That's the first thing we tell them. Look, it's, we respect you. You respect us. Yeah, that goes. But it goes two ways, you know. Uh, it just all goes back to identity, man. Mm. Definitely. If you know who you are, you definitely have respect. You know, for godly people and still fear of the Lord and things like that. But in a marriage, you have to be a team too. You have to be a team. And not not necessarily that it's us against the kids or right yeah but you ha- it has to be a team effort and like Casey said you have to be on the same page with a- with everything honestly um and not gonna tear you down yeah it mm-hmm. is so all right well we've talked about finances we've talked about uh, discipline and children so we may as well go on and jump into it let's talk about sex. Yeah. So this is, I think these are the main three reasons that, you know, people get divorced. Mm-hmm. So the Bible, you got yours on your coach? Yeah. I, I can probably quote it, but I, don't, I can't believe I don't have mine. Oh, it's over there. In the, I'm sorry. I know this hurts my heart. I, I, well, we sat down to do this, and then he yeah, just hit yeah. me. Well, so. I, I surprised him with the call in the ring, John. Yeah. That's it. That's it. So, uh, so, 1 Corinthians 
chapter 7. This is a, you know, a lot of people don't, uh, a lot of people, and I did not know that this was in the Bible until uh, we were on our way to a revival meeting. I, I'd been saved for maybe a, a year or so, and and we're talking somewhere along the lines of the subject, and, and a preacher that I'm riding with, he says, he says, yeah, 1 Corinthians 7. I said, what? He said, that's in the Bible. I was like, you're kidding me. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, so 1 Corinthians 7. I'll read, let's see, I'll, I'll just begin at verse 2. It says, uh, Nevertheless, because of sexual immorality, let each man have his own wife and let each woman have her own husband. Let the husband render to his wife the affection due her and likewise also the wife to her husband. The wife does not have authority over her own body, but the husband does. And likewise, the husband does not have authority over his own body, but the wife does. Do not deprive one another except with consent for a time that you may give yourselves to fasting and prayer and come together again so that Satan does not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. That's Bible. And that's one of the biggest issues that that married couples have is uh, there's always, there's always in 99.9% of cases, they call them a higher desire spouse and a lower desire spouse. So there's always usually one who desires, uh, you know, sex more than the other. And so that causes a conflict if you're not doing it God's way. Mm-hmm. That right there, don't say, uh, you know, don't deprive each other unless you feel like it. It says don't deprive each other. So if you're both trying to meet each other's needs, you're both trying to live in sacrifice for one another, then you're going to end up pleasing each other in this area, no matter who the lower desire or the higher desire is. So it's going to be, you know, it don't, I'm not trying to get too graphic on the podcast. I know we got all ages that listen, but it's something that needs to be talked about. Um, you, you don't, you can't just have it in your mind I'm only going to have sex if I feel like it or if I get turned on. You've got to you've got to make that effort to make sure that you're meeting your spouse's needs no matter if you're feeling it or not. And I'm not saying hey, you know, if if you're not feeling it, you know, you you rape them or whatever. But now, hey, how you doing? But <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear Lord. <laughs> but <laughs> but that's my life. Yeah. <laughs> For how you doing, Israel Let's clear that up. <laughs> they, they don't want to. But, you know, if if you, you don't, I'm not talking about getting forceful about it, but if both are desiring to meet each other's needs and to please each other in marriage, not just necessarily sexually, but 
in marriage, if 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 my desire is to make sure that Jonna is is pleased with every area of our marriage, and her her desire is to make sure that I am pleased in every area of our marriage, then these things are going to line up. Yes, it all comes back to being one. When you get married, you become one, right? Mm-hmm. So the int- intimacy part. And for us, this is one thing that I really, I really missed a lot on was just the simple things. Because what he talks about is one, one level of desire being higher than the others. You know, mine's always been higher than hers, mm-hmm. especially since she had the, I, yeah. she had the hysterectomy, right? But what I miss, and we're, I think we're on the same page now, is I miss the little things, is yeah. seeing her. Listen. <laughs> seeing her and loving her the way God loves me. Mm-hmm. Not that I didn't love her, but seeing her now and just the little things that holding hands or just talking. Sometimes we just sit and talk. We talk late at night sometimes. Yeah, just lay in the bed and talk. Yes. Yeah. It goes beyond just the intimacy part. It's seeing each other and knowing each other. And of course, the sex part. That's part of it, too, you know. But if we're not meeting each other's needs and we get in these places where, well, she's not fulfilling my need, I'm not fulfilling hers. And if you're, you don't got God in the center, you're mm-hmm. going to start looking other places. Yeah. Right. You're going to be distracted. And the devil knows this. You give him just a little bit, next thing you know. The temptation's there. Mm-hmm. Temptation, you got three miles apart from each other. That's the thing that really sticks to me is like, the intimacy part, yes, that stuff's great, but man, what I'm seeing now, mm-hmm. it's just it's, it's it's just amazing to to me, and I hope she can see the difference. I absolutely can see the difference. Just yeah. compassion, just hey, I love you. Kiss you goodbye. Tell you I love you in the morning. For I just go walk oh, out the door, <laughs> hold your hand. I just walk out the door. It's not that I wanted to. I just. Forgotten, and I just walked out for them. You know, went to work for oh, them. Wake me up almost every morning now to tell me. But now it's like, hey, I'm gonna tell her I love her, because that may be the last time I get to tell her that. So it's things like that we have to keep in mind. So when you become married, you become one. But God has to be in the center of this, or it doesn't work. I think this is probably one of the biggest areas that we've struggled yeah. in in our marriage is the the physical intimacy part, and not just the sex stuff, but. Um, you know, I had to have a complete hysterectomy when I was 27 years old and it messed everything up um, in our sex life for a very long time and we're still trying to get back on track and um, that's just been one of the biggest struggles and it, it bothers and it's not that my desire is lower and I know that maybe it seems that way it's I physically sometimes just can't mm-hmm. Yeah, well, because I mean, of the hysterectomy that. thing mm-hmm. So one thing, you know, the, the Bible says in Ephesians 5, it says, wives, submit to your husbands. A lot of men, they like to look at that one and they like to quote that one. Oh, yeah. yeah. But they don't go on down a few verses where it says, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we as men, we forget, like you were just talking about, about the things that women want. Yeah. They want that intimacy and that touch and that 
talking and the the romance and all of that outside of the bed. Yeah. yeah. And, and a lot of times men, they just want to focus on getting their need met. That's it. And it's like, hey, you know, make sure I'm took care of. I'm not going to spend any time with you. I'm going to go out here and do my thing. But when I want to come in and have my needs met, you need to meet my needs. When what what he's actually, then that goes back to exactly what I started this topic off with, is when we're both looking to please each other, mm-hmm. Then we're going to meet in the middle, and and yeah. we're going to we're going to be where we need to be because if I am trying to romance her and do things special with her and the holding hands thing, mm-hmm. the kiss, the I love you, the flirty text messages throughout the day, the mm-hmm. the you know flirty looks in the eyes, just you know all Sin of this. Sid Brennan sends me songs through Messenger. Yeah. All the time, I get songs, and there's, there's even one song he had sent me a song, um, that Better Together song, and uh, one day while our grandbaby was there, and she she loves music, and I said, here, let's listen to this song that Pappy sent us, and we listened to that song, and still to this day, she calls that song Pappy's song. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that's the thing when we're both chasing each other, you're not chasing somebody else, right, or anything else. Yeah. yeah, but God's right there in the center as your. So, here's what I'd say for anybody as parents: it's your job to teach your kids and have this talk with them. Yes, because if you don't, the world is. I'm sure. Trust me, they've already heard stories and heard things and seen things. But you need to take your Bible and biblically show them what a marriage is yes. between man and woman, and teach them. Because I'd rather have this talk with them than somebody else. It's not the Sunday school teacher's job. It's not even the pastor's job. No. It's the parent's yeah. job. Biblically teach and them. And it's definitely not the school system. More importantly, job. show them what a godly marriage should look like. Yeah. Because the world right I'm sorry. No, you're fine. The world right now just tells them, oh, they're teenagers. It's going to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you'll take some protection. Yeah. And But there's a choice in that. And they'll also, yeah, and they'll also say, well, and I hate to even bring this up, but are they going to be happy with that person in sex-wise? Mm-hmm. Okay, if you do it God's way, you don't have any other comparison. Right. You're in love with that person because that's who God planned you to be, and that's exactly what you're... It's God-ordained. Yes. yes. Yeah. You're not supposed to have experiences outside of it to be able to compare to. Oh, well, uh, I've heard people, and it, and it sickens me now, but, you know, people say, well, are you going you gonna to buy a car without test driving it? Ugh. You know, I mean. So but, are you comparing the one that you think about marrying to a car or, you know, whatever? I get to, yeah. This well, and here's the thing, you know, if, if people enter into a marriage God's way and they haven't had sex yet and something, and, you know, you're not getting those desires met. That is something you learn from each other. Mm-hmm. It's learned. You yeah. can learn what the person likes and what they don't like and um, make that intimacy personal between those two people. Mm-hmm. It's not It's not like test driving a car. I hate when people say that. That's, yeah, it's, that's the world's view. 
listen, sometimes it's uncomfortable, parents, but you have to. I'd rather have a talk with them than somebody else. Yeah. Tell them what the world's saying or doing. It, it, they're going to learn it from porn. They're going to learn it from people that they, you know, talk to at school and, and whatnot. So, yeah, it's yeah. parents have neglected this part of their job for a long, long time. And the church has neglected yes. this part. The church doesn't want to talk about these things. These things are real. This is real life. And listen, if you think your kids aren't hearing stuff at school and they're in second and third grade, I guarantee you they are. I can promise you that. But they're seeing um, way more than you think that they're seeing. They're seeing it on TV. Listen, you can't turn on the TV without some kind of sexual something being on there, even in cartoons. Like, they are working things in there. Um, and parents, you've got to be aware, especially these kids that are so young. I don't, you know, it makes me sad because I feel like that the world is robbing kids of their innocence at this point. You're, Definitely. They are. It's, it's jerking. You know, I don't remember in third, fourth, and fifth grade thinking about sex or wanting to know about mm-hmm. it or, you know, I knew boys and girls had different parts because I had a little brother. You know, mom right. bathed us together. That was no big deal. We were little. But... I didn't think about anything like that at all. And it just, it breaks my heart that their innocence is being robbed from them. They say that the the kids need to know these things. No, they don't. They don't need to know that at that young of an age. And there is absolutely no kid who decides, oh, I want to, I want to be this gender instead of this gender at five and six at, years at, old. yeah four or five six you years know old what the parts are yes most right. definitely for safety the earliest age i think possible if they can understand it yep because if somebody god forbid was to ever do anything to them they know hey mom dad this is what happened yeah yeah that is one thing i have to commend my daughter on our granddaughter is just turned five and she has known the proper names for her body parts and it's kind of funny to hear her, hear her saying because she's so little but if somebody were to mess with her, we would know what they touched mm-hmm. and whether it was okay or, you know what I'm saying, if somebody was wiping her bottom and she said somebody touched her anus, because she would tell you that, um, we, we would know that they were wiping her bottom, you know what I'm right. saying? But, you know, she's very, Tiffany has been very adamant about Malino and those body parts, and I commend her for that. Mm-hmm. The real names, not the slang names. Yeah, no, she knows so. all the real scientific names yes. of every body part she has. I've had to look these up. I'm like, what in the world? <laughs> he has. Because you hear about, you don't hear people call it what it yeah, really is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. like, what'd she say? And I get tickled at her. It's funny. I mean, but she, and we're not ashamed to tell people because they, she, she knows every. That's good, though. Yeah, and, you know, I taught Head Start, and we yeah. were taught, and my mom yeah. has been in Head Start, and we we have been taught to, they have to know the proper names, and, you know, I have been a big advocate for that, mm-hmm. because it's so important these kids know proper names. So, parents, if you're listening to this, don't be embarrassed. They need to know the proper, that's not, just because you talk about a part of their body that as an adult that is sexual, they don't know that that's what that is. You're teaching that, it's no yeah. different than teaching them their finger or their phalange if you want to talk about that that's your fingers if you don't know what that is um your elbow it's no different than teaching those body parts they need to know that it's very important there are too many predators out there right now that are looking 
for kids to mess with. I mean, it, they're yeah. led by Satan. They're looking mm-hmm. to see what they can devour. And that's, that's exactly it. what happens. And, and Satan is trying to do everything that he can to devour kids, marriages, uh, families. Families, And yeah. so, you know, you've, you know the, the Bible verse in, in 1 Peter 5, he says, Be sober, be vigilant, be watchful. Mm-hmm. You know, your enemy, your adversary, the devil, is roaming around like a roaring lion seeking who he may devour. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's too many people out there who's not on guard. They're, they're just going with the flow of the world and thinking everything's going to be okay. And I think parents should check their their kids phones and stuff like that um you know i always hear oh well that's their privacy um privacy is earned yes privacy is earned but kids are awful sneaky yep um i i check our kids phones weekly Mm -hmm. i did Um, i always did and i still if i get the urge i'll pick up rallies and check it yeah i mean mean, now i pay the bill he lives under my roof and he's under 18. yeah that's exactly it Riley and Kaylee, you know, they do have social media as in Instagram and Facebook, but it's private accounts. We see who's in it. You know, I had to log in. I can log in at any given time. And they get, they did get mad at first day, and they probably still get mad, but I really don't care. Um, I would rather my kids be mad and safe than kidnapped or yeah. trafficked yeah. or, you know, being talked nasty too. They can be mad at me all they want, but if they're alive and mentally well, Mm -hmm. that's fine. They can be mad. But I think it's important that parents actually be parents. Engage in their kids, not just, oh, they're just being kids. Mm -mm. Because I was a kid, Mm -hmm. and I was a hellion. Yeah. I was sneaky. Yeah. Yeah. It's Just one more thing on this. Your kids are a blessing. They're not a burden. Yes. Yes. Somebody needs to hear that. Amen. They're a blessing from the Lord. That's the truth. Well, we got anything else on this topic or any of these topics that we've talked about? Hey, I want to talk about one, and that's the submission thing. And I know a lot of women think that's a bad word. Um, I, I used to a long time ago until I really thoroughly understood what biblical submission was for a wife and it's not that you are it's not a slave master Mm -hmm. situation at all it is a i'm being submissive to my husband because i respect him i'm being submissive to my husband because we are a team and we talk about things we discuss things it's not a his and her relationship um, it's it's just being one, really. That's the way I feel that submission is. It's not that Brandon is my boss or my master. My master is the Lord. Mm-hmm. It's not Brandon. But I respect him enough that I value his opinion. And I value what he has to say about things. And I love him. And I, really, I just feel like it boils down to respect. Yeah. I struggled with that for a very long time. Because growing up, um, I was an only child. I mean, I had a bunch of cousins and stuff, but it was, you're being raised to be an independent woman, and I didn't need a man, mm-hmm. and so even coming into the marriage, I still felt like submitting to him, I was breaking myself down. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah I felt like and, that at first. Um, and that would crush me, and I think I would put up a, a bigger wall for a long time. 
Do you agree? Yeah. Um, with all kinds of, from point A to point B, what we just talked about tonight, from the kids to the finances to behind the closed doors, everything. Because I was taught that I did not need a man and I needed to be a very independent woman. And I was not raised in church. I knew there was a God and that was really about it. But when I fell in love with God and knew what I needed to know, it all fell into place. Mm -hmm. My pride wall came down. Yeah. I was like that at first. I, um, I talked a little bit last week about how I grew up in a crazy household, a lot of turmoil, and I, not that it was taught to me, I guess it was just because of the examples that I saw, but I was not going to let, let a man rule over me, mm-hmm. and I still don't do that. I don't, Brandon doesn't rule over me. It didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> no, and I wasn't going to let a man rule over me. There was, there was a time that I was pretty feminist um, in the negative way. Um, it's okay. Listen, feminism can be positive if you are fighting to be a woman. And I feel like that there is, I'm getting off on a little bit on a different subject, but I feel like there's a difference in being a feminist and being a woman. Okay. I was made to be a woman. I was made to do womanly things. That doesn't mean I'm to work in the house all the time. That doesn't mean any of that. That means that I'm a woman. I'm made to be a mother. I'm made to be a wife. And I'm proud of that. Mm -hmm. I don't have to be like a man. I don't want to be like a man. Yes, I have my own kind of strength. I have my own kind of positivity. But I am made to be a woman. And there's not enough women fighting for us to just be allowed to be a woman. Mm Yeah. Okay, we we weren't made we weren't made to be single mothers and to be alone. I mean, God, like Casey preached last night, the, He created the first family. He created the first husband and wife because He saw that it wasn't good for Adam to be alone. Um, maybe that's not God's plan for you. Maybe you're not supposed to get married, and that's fine. But I love being a wife. I love being a mother. I love um, sharing. In the like, Brandon and I share in the household chores. We're a team. We we pay somebody to do the outside work, so I can't really say that we do the outside work. But it's worth it. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely worth it. Brandon works a lot, so we pay somebody. To it's worth it to me. But, yes, I'm, I'm um, helping this guy out. So but we I'm share. It. We share in those. What a lot of people would say, the woman's job. Um, it's not it, when you are married and a team. We submit to each other. There's a submission both ways. It's not just the woman submitting to the man. People, again, like Casey said, they don't read on down. Well, here's the big thing. So wives, submit to your husbands. People go out there and and read this. This is Ephesians chapter 5. So it says, wives, submit to your husbands. And then on down through there, it, it says, husbands... Love your wives as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. So let me ask you, what kind of example did Jesus set? So for all the men out there, and I might I might lose some friends over this, might even lose some family over this, but for all the men out there who, who wives submit to your husbands and, you know, 
it's my way or the highway and you do what I tell you and blah, 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 blah. That is nowhere near what that means. So uh, on down where it says, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. Okay, number one, Jesus died for the church. He died for the body of Christ, for us. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the ultimate sacrifice, that's number one. But also, remember the time where Jesus knelt down and washed his disciples' feet. Mm -hmm. He served his disciples. He served the church. Yeah. So love your wives as Christ loved the church. That don't sound like woman submit to me and do everything that I tell you. You're my slave. Uh, If you are loving your wife as Christ loved the church, you're going to be serving her as well. Yes. And it's going to make it easier for your wife to be submissive or, you know, to be your partner. You know, Brendan washes my feet. I'm going to wash his. Especially now that I can't smell. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm like, just kidding. Like be we, your son's feet, I'm like, Yeah, this is true. Like, like we started this conversation out with, if each, the, the man and the woman mm-hmm. are... Circle. Yeah, if both the man and the woman are seeking to please the other in all areas of their marriage and to make sure that their, their, their spouse is taken care of and in a good place, then all of this is going to be worked out. That's That was God's design from the beginning. Mm-hmm. We've just got to quit being selfish and seek to meet each other's needs, not just sexually, but all needs. Mm-hmm. You know, And if we're meeting those needs, then everything should be falling into place. We got anything else on any of this before we wrap it up? Just make sure you pray for your spouse. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Pray together. Yeah. Yes. Pray for each other. Definitely. All right. So, tomorrow night, September 10th, GWM returns to the McDonald Community Center, McDonald, Tennessee. Bell time, 7 p.m. Doors open at 6. $5 is the admission to get in. Be sure to get there and enjoy a great time in the Lord and some great professional wrestling action. We got any Amen. other announcements? Um, uh, the youth. Oh, yes. The youth um, is going to start selling tickets this week. We have a gift basket with a lot of donations. Some of the donations include um, a fishing pole, a backpack, Just tackle box. Yeah. yeah. Um, we've got a gift cards from Rockin' Nutrition. Um, Big, Tom. Big Tom's, the Scoop Shop. Uh, there's some shirts from Joe's Custom Rods coming in. Okay, and then we've got um, some stuff from Lily's Boutique here in Cleveland. There was something else. There will be some pharmacy um, products in there as well. Uh, we ordered a huge, nice basket that I begged Brandon to let me get an extra one. <laughs> 
because I want it we for my living room. We all go back room. to talking about things. <laughs> Do we really need this basket to fill up our living room? Probably not. It would be nice to put all of our blankets in so they're not all over the couch. So That's all I was saying. She'll probably get one for Christmas. Anyway, the, the, <laughs> the youth, the youth, this is the Christian Outreach Youth yes. Giveaway. Uh, and so this is a lot of these are, are Cleveland area businesses. Uh, Cleveland, Tennessee of, area business stuff in yeah. there. Yeah. But it's just we're we're doing things, try to raise money for the youth uh, for different projects and stuff like that. So uh, if you're out there and you want to purchase a ticket, you can contact us on, on Facebook. Dollar or, a ticket. Yeah. You can also email wrestlingforthefaith at gmail.com. Uh, that's for anything. Uh, you want to talk about the gift basket or you've got questions, thoughts, comments. Praise reports, prayer requests, anything concerning the you know what we're talking about on the podcast, or even subjects, topics that you think uh, would be good for us to cover. So feel free to uh, contact us, and uh, we just thank everybody for listening. Uh, I know for me, I don't know what we've got in store for next week. I don't know uh, where we'll be, but uh, I've enjoyed the last couple of weeks of having our wives on here, even though you know we've we've. They're yeah. under the bus, yes. <laughs> we throw each other under the bus, so we we cover. But I, I do believe that we have covered some some great marriage topics. Uh, that if people will really sit down and listen, and and take it all in, I believe it'll help people. Yeah, yeah. So I think me and John have done so good that we just need to start our own podcast. Uh, what? what are we gonna What are we gonna call it? Twisted Sisters? Maybe. Uh, just uh, one more thing. Uh, it's been an honor to fill in for Chad. Yes. Uh, I know you guys miss him. I miss him. Listen to him and Casey, and uh, just praying for him. And man, just miss him. Yeah. 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 God's got it, brother. God's got it. Amen. You just keep seeking the Lord. All right, guys. We love you. Thank you for joining us. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to Wrestling for the Faith. Don't forget to follow Casey Cage on Twitter at RealCaseyCage. Follow Chad Lale on Twitter at CWLale underscore Gunner. And follow the show at Facebook.com slash Wrestling for the Faith. 